God be the glory. To God be the glory. We went in and just kind of just wanted to worship a little bit this morning. I tell you what's the truth. We serve an awesome God. And you know what? He deserves for you to stop and worship him and worship him. We lift his name on high. Yes. We lift his name on high this morning, y'all. Oh, my God. Mm, 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 mm. Yes. Hands up. Hearts open wide as the sky. We lift you high. We lift you high. Hands up. Hearts open high as the sky. Yes. God, we lift your name high. Pastor D, come on and pray for us. Father God, we thank you once again for your grace and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for another day. Yes. We thank you for a sound mind and we thank you for the strength in our limbs. Father God, but more importantly, we thank you for your son Jesus and what he did for us on the cross. Now, Lord, we thank you in advance for joining us on this day. We thank you for the opportunity to share your word with your people. We thank you, Father God, that you have already prepared us to receive and you have prepared us to give. Father God, we love you on today. We glorify you and we just give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, yes. <coughs> we lift you high. We lift you high. Hands up, hearts open, wide as we cry. Mm. God, we lift your name high. Lord, have mercy. Let all the other names fade away. Yes. Mm. Let all the other names fade away. Till there's only you. Yes. Jesus, take your place. Jesus, take your place. Glory, y'all. Glory, y'all. Glory, y'all. Mm. Y'all feel like worshiping him this morning. My God, he is worthy to be praised. Man, he's worthy to be praised. We just gonna have to come on here and have a night of worship, y'all. <laughs> just a night of worship. Come on, somebody. He is worthy to be praised. I'm telling you, he is worthy to be praised. Um, we just thank y'all. I'm telling you, I'm going to tell y'all before we even start today that the message that we have, that we believe the Holy Spirit, our coach. How many of you enjoyed last Sunday's message? <laughs> <laughs> My live-in coach, I'm telling you, that has blessed me all week. I tell Pastor D, I'm telling what's true. If it didn't bless nobody else, it blessed me. But I just from hearing from you guys, it's blessed you too. So if you didn't watch last uh, Sunday's message, uh, my living coach, you definitely need to go and watch it. All right. So listen, today uh, we believe God is asking us to share something with you because we hear this, uh, you know, often. Um, and the title of today's message is I'm standing on God's word. And I know this is incorrect grammar. I'm a teacher. So I know why ain't nothing happening. <laughs> I'm standing on God's word. Why ain't nothing happening? All right. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? Anybody ever been there, done that, bought the t-shirt? All right. And somebody's going to come in here today. I know you're going to need this because God wouldn't have asked us to share it. Um, and so, you know, we're just going to just pray ourselves in and then we're going to jump in. All right. Father, we thank you so much for life or 
health and strength. And we praise you, God, for who you are and all your glory. And now we just ask you, God, to just speak through us. These vessels, you know, that are made from you know <clears throat> dirt, we surrender them to you. And we just ask you to speak through us. We ask you to share with us and your people uh, what it is that you need for us to hear by way of the Holy Spirit. And so, Coach, we just ask you to come forward. We ask you to come forward, teach us, okay? Teach us so that we can walk in a manner that is pleasing to our Father. And um, move us out of the way. And you speak. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, y'all. I'm standing on God's word. Okay, so why ain't nothing happening? All right, give me some hearts if y'all need this today. <laughs> Put up some hearts if y'all need this today. Let me start this off, uh, preface this with a question. Um, have you ever, um, have you ever been standing on God's word, but it seems like God isn't or ain't listening? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, we, I think we've all been there. We, well, no, nah, I don't think we all, no. we all have been there Live long enough. Yeah. We, we all have been there. We all have been there. Um, and so we're getting ready to, um, help you out this morning and we're asking you to, you know, share this. If you don't want to share it on your wall, share it in messenger, you know, so people can get this, but we want to establish some foundational truths first. Y'all know that's how we do it here. We, we establish the base, you know, because if your foundation is shaky, then everything else is going to be shaky. So uh, we're going to first establish some foundational truths. So we're going to lay the foundation. So let's look at Numbers 2319 to get started. All right, Numbers 2319. Numbers 2319 says this. It says, first of all, God is not a man. God is not a man, so he does not lie. Okay. God is not a man, so he does not lie. All right. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. He, uh, has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? All right. So we got to look at that. We got to look at that. God is not a man, first of all, that he should lie. So if something ain't working, it ain't God. Okay. If something's not working, it is not God, all right? Because he doesn't lie, all right? He, he's not, he's not um, human, so he does not change his mind, all right? So if God tells you something, he's not going to change his mind. And then the question is, has he ever spoken and failed to act? Mm. Mm. Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Wow. So if you believe God's word, hmm, and you're looking at this scripture right there from that. What is the foundational truth? That God doesn't lie and he doesn't change. He's, he never changes his mind. Um, and he does what he promises. He carries out what he promises. All right. So let's establish then who is the liar? Who is the liar? John 8, 4, 44 rather. John 8, 44 says this. Listen, for you are the children of your father. The devil. So we know who they talking about. We know who Jesus is talking about. And you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character for he is a liar and the father of lies. So who is the liar here? Who, who's the liar? 
<laughs> Satan. So we know based on the word, our foundational truth is God tells the truth and Satan tells lies. Mm -hmm. mm, okay. All right. Let's look at one more foundational truth. Matthew 7. Matthew 7. Matthew 7. Y'all with me? Matthew 7. All right. 7-11. So if you sinful people, because what we're getting ready to do, we're, we're establishing God's mindset when it comes to blessing his children. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask yes. him? So what he's saying here is, don't y'all like to give good stuff to y'all's kids? Don't y'all like to bless your children? Yeah, even an evil person can do that or wants to do that. All right. So he says, so why do you think I don't? Why do you think I don't want to answer you? Why do you think I don't want to bless you? Okay. So that's a thought we got to get out of our minds because see the enemy has, has, has convinced some of you that God just don't want to bless you. That God is withholding stuff from you. That God doesn't want you to have it. Okay? So God is setting us straight right there. He was like, no. Uh-uh. I want to do for you just like you want to do for your children. Okay? So if that is the foundational truth, if that's the foundational truth, let's find out why you may not see manifestation in your life right now. So let's find out. Why don't you see manifestation hmm y'all ready are y'all ready for this okay all right let's look at james james 4 1 through 3 it was a lot of nuggets in here it's some juicy stuff in this one <laughs> james 4 1 through 3 and i hope you're writing these down i hope you're writing these references down so that you can go back and look at them yourself so that this can answer some questions as you spend time alone with god by yourself he can reveal deeper revelations of these verses to you all right so we're going to look at what did i say james 4 1 through 3 now it starts out by telling you you know what's going on and why this statement was made um, it lets you know that there was some fussing and fighting going on in the church. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> some fussing and fighting going on amongst uh, the children of God. So it says, what is causing the quarrels and the fights among you? Don't they come? It's te he's telling you where they're coming from. Don't they come from the evil desires and war within you? Mm -hmm. So y you want what you don't have, Okay. So you scheme and you kill to get it and you become jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So what do you do? You fight and wage war to take it away from them. So now this is what I'm trying to get to. He says, yeah, but mm, you don't have what you want because what? You ain't asked God for it. Mm. So is it possible that you don't have manifested in your life what you want because you haven't opened your mouth and asked, plain and simple. You mm. haven't asked, plain and simple. Wow. I mean, God is simple. He's not. Mm -hmm. He's not complicated. He just said you haven't asked for it. Okay. Mm. Well, if you've asked for it, this might be the other reason why you don't have it. He said, because when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. Ooh. Wow. 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 
See, you need to pick your feet up. You did you pick your feet up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> your motives are all wrong. Mm-hmm. And then he tells you because if you're sitting there, you go, okay, well, what kind of motives are you talking about? What kind of motives are you are you talking about? He even tells you what the, what the what kind of motive he's talking about. He said you want it only because it gives you pr- mm-hmm. pleasure. Right. Only you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you asking for something because it's only going to give you pleasure. You're being selfish when it comes to that. And he's saying, that's why you don't have it because your motives ain't right. Mm -hmm. And pay attention to that. He said, your motives Mm. aren't right, Mm. not his. Mm. Mm. You know, too many times we want to put the blame on God and say, say, well, Lord, evidently it's not my time. Mm. No, your motives just aren't right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your motives ain't right. All right. All right. So other reasons, there's some other reasons why. Um, and see, you got to be honest. You got to be honest with yourself um, and ask yourself the question. This is a question we may not want to ask. All right. But um, you got to ask the question. The question is, why do I want what I'm asking God for? Now, our battery is about to go out, y'all. So we get ready to plug it up. So hold on just a second. Just keep going. All right. So. So you have to be honest with yourself and ask yourself the question, why do I want what I am asking God for? That's a good question, all right? But it's one you're going to have to, if you don't know the answer to, you're going to have to sit down and ask God to reveal it to you and show you if you haven't taken time to figure that out, okay? All right? All right? Okay, so you got to read the fine print. That's another reason why you may not have what you're asking God for. Have you read the fine print? Have you have you read the fine print? Okay. How many times have you bought something and you don't even read the fine print? You don't even look at the fine print. You just you just want what you got in your hands. You don't read what the you know what the conditions are. You don't read um, you know what the side effects are. You don't read nothing. You just excited to have in your hand what it is that you have in your hand. All right, and you haven't even taken time to see, <laughs> haven't taken time to see what the side effects may be. So you got to read the fine print. In other words, you got to read the conditions. You got to read the conditions. Have you read the conditions on the promise that you're standing on? There, there, look, there's nothing worse when you put something together, and you get it all together, and you got one piece left, mm. <laughs> and that piece is left because you didn't read the direction to read the fine print. <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so look, y'all, we're gonna put we're gonna pull up a scripture and just show you real quick. All right, we're gonna show you real quick. So pull up Psalm. Psalm 91. All right, we're gonna look at Psalm 91. We're gonna show you real, real quick so you can understand what we're saying. Because you might be in here, you're like, I don't understand what you're talking about, Pastor. I, I, I don't get what you're saying. That don't make no sense to me. All right, and I left my Bible over there in the, on the chair, so we're gonna have to pull it up on here real quick. All right, so let's look at Psalm 91. Let's just look at this very first uh, very first verse. All right, when you read Psalm, what is it that we always do? We go down to all the promises and we get excited because God says, I'm going to give my angels charge over you. I've already given them standing orders. I've already told them to keep you lifted up, to keep you protected, to keep you from dashing your foot against the stone. Oh, we're looking at all these. We're looking at, you know, how, how God is going to, um, you know, use the angels. We're looking at how we'll be able to trample on lions and, and scorpions. And I mean, we're looking at all the different things that it says that a thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 at my right. 
right hand, but it's not going to come near me. Oh, we just shout. We just, I'm telling you what's the truth. But did you look at the condition? Did you go back up to the top and look at the condition? <laughs> look at the top. It says those who live in the shelter of the most high will find rest in the shadow of the almighty. Okay. So we got to go back and look at the condition. You got to go back and look at what your part is. You got to always see, is there a part for me to play in this? Is there something for me to do in this? Like in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Okay. What is the condition? You see the promise. Okay, you see the promise, you see why God did it, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and whosoever believes, that's the condition, okay? So you got to go back and you got to look at the scripture, look at the promise that you're standing on and ask yourself, have I completed the condition? Have I done what I'm supposed to do? Have I done my part, okay? So you can't be mad with God if you know, you find yourself in a situation and it's because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Okay. So we got to make sure we're reading and looking at the fine print, looking at the conditions. Okay. All right. And the other thing, cause we got, a lot, we got so many on here, but we're probably not going to be able to get to them all today. Um, but the other thing is you're believing God for something and you've been talking to God about this thing for a long time. But God's been talking to you about something too. And you're just ignoring God. Mm -hmm. You know what it is? Mm. See, we might not even want to hear about this one. Unforgiveness. Mm. Who in your life has hurt you? Has done something to you? Said something about you? Spoken against you? And you were mad with them back then? And you're still mad with them today. Mm. You haven't forgiven them for what they've done to you. And you're still holding on to that. Mm. See, that can interfere with your man, your fellowship. It's not going to affect your relationship with God. Because that's just like, you know, my daughters. They're my daughters. You know, if they do something they're not supposed to do, it's not going to change our relationship. I'm going to always be their mom. Okay. No matter what, no matter, you know, what they do, I'm going to always be their mama. That relationship will never change, but it may affect our fellowship. Okay. It may affect our fellowship. So you got to make sure that you don't have unforgiveness in your heart against somebody else because it could affect your fellowship with the father. So I'm going to show you some scriptures just in case you don't believe me. All right. Unforgiveness in your heart. Matthew 6 chapter 14 through 15. All right. Matthew 6 chapter 14 through 15. Asking God to forgive you, but refusing to forgive someone else is hypocritical. All right. You need to know that it's hypocritical. You, you got something, you know, that you're going before God for, and you're wanting God to forgive you. You know, you did wrong. Um, and you know, you pleading to God every day, Lord, please forgive me. Lord, please forgive me. But you got somebody that you won't forgive. That's a hypocrite. I mean, I, I, I hate to say it that way, but that's what it is. It's hypocritical. 
All right. So verses 14 and 15 of Matthew says, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. All right. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. Mm. Now we need to make sure we make this straight. Okay. Cause I want to make sure that, that, that you're understanding this. Cause a lot of times people say, well, that means I'm not going to heaven. No, that's not what that's talking about. You're going to heaven is dependent upon your, your belief in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you believe in Jesus Christ. That's what's going to get you to heaven. Not you forgiving somebody else, but your belief in Jesus Christ. However, Whenever you go before God, we're really supposed to go before before God every day and ask God to forgive us because we sin in some way every day, whether it's in thought or whether it's in deed. You got something running through your mind that don't line up with God's word. Okay, you sin in your mind and it's in a matter of seconds. Okay, all right. So you go before him each day and ask him to forgive you so that it won't affect your fellowship. Okay, and he's saying... If you don't forgive other people for what they've done to you, then don't 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 come expecting me to forgive you. If you won't forgive other people, I'm gonna give you another scripture. Mark 11:25. Mark 11:25. It says, "And when you stand and pray, forgiving or forgive anything rather, you may have against anyone." So it's telling you right now when you go before God and you pray and you asking him for something, You better make sure that you have forgiven whoever it is that you got an issue with before you stand up there and pray. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, what does it tell you to do? It says, so that your father in heaven will forgive the wrongs you have done. Mm -hmm. So if you stand up there praying, mm -mm, you better better get it straight. Amen. Amen. You know what? It it can't just be lip service. Mm -hmm. Because you got to understand he knows your heart. He knows your mind. Mm Mm-hmm. So he knows whether or not you're coming just to say those words just so you can get something. Mm, that's true. That's true. He knows yeah. us better than we know ourselves. And if you want to take it another a little step further, this is a cross-reference to Matthew. Matthew 5, 23, 24. All right. This is the one that I was trying to get to. It says, so if you are about to offer your gift to God, mm, you're mm. standing to God, offering your gift. <laughs> Offering your gift to God. Of course, the gifts that they're talking about back then is a little different, of course, today. But if you're standing before God and you're offering a gift, I'm going to just say you sing it. You know, offering, you know, whatever it is you offering up to God um, at the altar. And there you remember that your brother has something against you. Mm. What does it tell you to do? If you've got an issue with your brother, it says, look, leave that gift there. Leave it there. Leave it there in front of the altar and go take yourself to your friend and make peace. Mm-hmm. Go to your friend or whoever it is you got an issue with at once. It didn't say wait around. It said go right then mm-hmm. at once and make peace with your brother and then come back and offer your gift to God. See, that's why we got a lot of issues right now in the church because mm-hmm. folk up in the church offering gifts to God and they got malice and unforgiveness in their hearts at the person standing right beside them in the choir. You mad with sister so-and-so because she got to lead the song that you wanted to lead. So you stand up there in the choir trying to offer your gift to God and you mad and jealous of the person standing right beside you. Mm-hmm. God ain't stutting your gift. Mm-hmm. Lord Jesus, I'm trying. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, you want to know? Man, Lord Jesus, we got to get it right, y'all. We got to get it right. We got to get it right. So if you got an issue with somebody, what you going to do today? You going to call them. You going to rectify it. You going to get it straight. Okay? So that it won't affect your fellowship. Mm -hmm. Amen. Affect your fellowship with your neighbor. All right. So Matthew 6, 12 tells us to forgive that we're asking God to forgive us as we forgive others. Hmm. So if God were to forgive you like you forgive other people. Mm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. wow. If God forgives you, think about that, like you forgive other people. Mm. Man. That's all I'm going to say on that. I'm going to leave that right there. Right. Never give I'm going to leave that right there. <laughs> so you trying to figure out why your prayers haven't been being answered? You trying to figure out why you praying to God, talking to God, and ain't nothing moving? Hmm. I just gave you some pointers right here. I just gave you some good stuff that you need to check. Amen? Mm -hmm. That you need to look at. All right? And so, number three. I think this is the last one we're going to do. This is the last one we're going to do. This one right here, I need y'all to hear what it is we're going to say. We'll finish up next week. Um, so let's look at Isaiah. Let's look at Isaiah 53. All right, Isaiah 53. <clears throat> I'm going to give y'all time to get this one. Isaiah 53. And we're in the Living Translation. All right, so we know this passage of Scripture. We've studied this passage of Scripture. We read this passage of Scripture all the time. You know, we refer to it all the time. By Jesus' stripes, you know, we are healed. He was wounded, you know. We understand all the Scriptures that the, all the said right here. All right? So maybe, maybe your manifested prayer, maybe it's not... That it's not manifested. Maybe it's that it's hidden. Mm. See, this is the revelation I got the other day. I'm going to share it with you. I hope y'all can see this. I'm gonna, I need like um, that tape over there or something and some paper. I'm just showing this real quick because I wasn't playing. Yeah, you going to give me that? Okay. Mm -hmm. And some paper. Here's maybe two, three pieces of paper. Yeah, so we're going to do it this way. So he says, by Jesus stripes, you are already healed, right? So let, okay, let me hold you. Let's pretend Pastor D, this is his, this is this is him. You know, his hand is the container. All right. So this is your healing. It's already in you, right? All right, it's already in you. So it's already there, right? But let's just say it's hidden up under your decision not to eat right. It's hidden under your decision not to exercise. Um, it's hidden. I'm going to give you something else. It's hidden under your decision not to get adequate sleep at night. So does that mean your healing is not there? Mm. Does it mean that your healing doesn't exist? No. What God showed me the other day was he says, you already have it. But it's hidden 
under your decisions. Wow. Man. Wow, wow, wow. You already have it, but it's hidden under your decisions. Mm. Your decision not to get sleep at night and rest your body. Your decision not to eat right. Your decision not to exercise. So if you take all those decisions away, you see your manifested mm -hmm. healing. My, my, my. So it's not that it wasn't there. That's good. It's just it was hidden by your decisions. Mm. Man, do y'all do y'all hear me? That's good stuff. Do y'all hear me today? If y'all understand what we just did, I need y'all to just put some hearts up. If y'all understand what we just did. So what you're saying, what you're really saying is this. We're walking around blaming God. Mm. Saying God, he he's not listening to our prayers. Mm. He's not answering. In, in other words, we're calling him a lie. Mm. When in actuality, we can't see what he's already done mm. because of our own thoughts, our own decisions. Choices. Uh -huh. Our own that, choices. That's amazing. Yeah, our own choices. That's amazing. Exactly. exactly. He's saying. He's saying. I sent. I sent the gift <laughs> five years ago. <laughs> it's still sitting there. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, we, we believe in God for something. Okay, and even, even with that, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do another one. Put the pencil back. All right, we believe in God for 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 debt deliverance. We we you know I'm out of debt. All my needs are met. I have plenty more left in store to be a blessing. My father owns everything, so I'm an heir. Oh my, y'all know we get that neck rolling, you know. I, I'm an heir, and you talking to the enemy, you know. You have no authority here over my finances. All right, God is saying, okay, your debt freedom is already there, but it's hidden under you won't budget. It's hit, it's hidden under you won't tithe. It is hidden under what's another situation you won't you won't work that you don't you won't work and so he's saying it's there it's, there. it's already there success success mm. it's already mm. there so so when you remove okay I'm gonna get a job I'm gonna save you know what? And I'm not going to just be frivolous. I'm going to budget, you know, and I'm going to mm -hmm. do what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to invest. I might even start a business, whatever it is. And God is saying, there it, there is. it is. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so you've got to, again, ask yourself, what part mm. are you playing? Mm -hmm. What are you not doing? Because we've established why our foundation was strong. That God is not the liar here. Take responsibility. God is not a liar. Okay. The enemy is a liar. So he will whisper things in your ears in order to get you or try to convince you that God is the liar. Mm -hmm. Just like he did with Eve in the garden. Mm -hmm. When he said to her, did God really say that you, that you would die? Would die. Even though he knew, he knew plain as day, that's what God said, okay? And so we got to make sure, again, that we're doing our part. And when you do your part, God's part is already there. It's like God is saying, what you want, and I thought of this, I don't know why I thought of a tortoise, a turtle. I don't know why I thought of a turtle, I don't know. But he was showing me a turtle, and he showed me the turtle was walking slow towards the destination that he was going. 
and you're way back here. Now, you're definitely faster than a turtle. Mm -hmm. But because of your decisions, you're held back here. It's not because God is holding you back. Right. It's because your decisions are holding you way back here. And God is saying, I'm trying to let it go as slow as it can so you can catch up to it. Mm. It's not that it's not there. He says he's waiting on you to catch up to where it is. Mm -hmm. And he ain't moving away from you fast. He's saying, I'm waiting on you to catch up. It's going slow. I'm waiting on you to catch up. I want you to benefit from this before you die. You know, you got a lot of folk in the grave who never benefited from the blessings God had for them. You got a lot of people in the grave right now who went to the grave and didn't cash in on the blessings that God wanted them to have while they were here. And I think that was the vision he gave me of the turtle and the finish line. Because the turtle and the finish line is death. The gift that he's trying to give you or the blessings that he's trying to give you, as, as, as I listen to it now, uh, represented by that turtle. And God is saying, I'm trying to, I want you to catch up to it mm. for your expiration date. My, my, my. Because it's there for you to have. It's there for you to possess. You're an heir. Mm. I died for you to have it. Okay, so it's not that, you know, uh, you're waiting on me. I'm waiting on you, mm -hmm. man. Mm. I hope this blessed somebody today. We got a whole lot more, but we got, this is going to be a series. I already told you that from the beginning. It's definitely going to be a series. All right. Cause there's some more that we need to share with you to show you why you may not see manifestation in your life. So I hope this blessed you. And if you're on here today, um, and you've been praying to God, and it seems like nothing's happening, um, you know, and you know that you don't have a relationship with him. You, you, you're not born again. You're not, or maybe you do have a relationship with him, but you've been taught religion. And that's what you practice is religion. Religion is different than the relationship. Religion and relationship is two different things. Okay. At the harvest, we teach relationship. We don't teach religion. We teach relationship. All right, so he is your heavenly father. So if you're on here and you don't know him and you want to enter into a relationship or if you've been practicing religion and you just want to better understand what relationship is, listen, just say the salvation prayer with me and then reach out to us so we can put some stuff in your hands to help you begin to, um, you know, uh, nurture your relationship with the father. Okay, so father, I believe in Jesus Christ. Repeat after me. And I accept him as my Lord and Savior. And I invite him right now into my heart. And I thank you right now that I am saved, that I am born again, and that I have the Holy Spirit, the coach that can teach me and guide me and show me what I need to do. And now I'm asking you, Father, to give me the might or uh, help me allow might to come forth so I can do it. Counsel me. And then, Lord, I thank you for might in order to do what you show me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. We're going to ask you to share this with folk today because somebody needs to know so they don't turn away from God and think God's not listening. Or that they don't get angry with God and stay angry with God for the rest of their lives and miss out on what he has for them. All right. So we encourage you to share.
All right. And much love to you. Thank you for tuning in. And if you're just now coming in the room, you don't want to leave without going back and listening to what the father said today. All right. So much love. Y'all have a blessed have a good day. and prosperous day. Bye-bye.